Good morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show, the Lakers are apparently asking, reportedly asking coaches how they would better utilize Russell Westbrook next year. Patrick Beverly is saying that he would, in an instant, love to play with the Lakers alongside LeBron James. Man, I can't believe we've reached this point. I think I'd rather have Pat. So this comes via Sam Amick of The Athletic. He writes the following, quote, It remains unclear who will replace the fired Frank Vogel with Kenny Atkinson, Adrian Griffin, Mark Jackson, Darvin Ham, and Terry Stotts among the known candidates. We continue to learn about how Lakers officials see their own roster by way of the coaching search itself. More specifically, the notion of Russell Westbrook remaining part of their program is seeing more real all the time. Uh, Despite the widely held belief that the Lakers would find a way to trade Westbrook before the start of next season, sources say their coaching candidates have been asked to discuss how they would use him in their system during interviews. The takeaway for candidates, it seems, is that maximizing Westbrook's presence after his disastrous 2021-22 season is considered an important part of the job, end quote. So a couple takeaways here. One, at least one coaching candidate was asked this question and got so frustrated by it that they leaked to Sam Amick that they were pissed that they had to answer this unanswerable question. It's my first takeaway. My second takeaway, and it's probably the most pervasive one here, is again, as we have learned throughout the offseason to this point, Russell Westbrook's trade market is probably really ugly right now. I I texted somebody um, over this last weekend, hey, how's Westbrook's trade market kind of coming to fruition? It was like, what trade market was the response? Uh, so it's it's not going great. The fact that the Lakers have continued to, up until like last week or so, continue to leak that uh, actually it was those dadler, dastardly superstars who forced our hand and made us trade for, for Russell Westbrook. It would indicate to me, as I've said all along, that Russell Westbrook's market is not great. It is dry, I would imagine. And so... Uh, that my second takeaway again is is like yeah that market isn't going very well you have to prepare in the event that you aren't able to trade this guy the third takeaway here and it's one that I'm not necessarily sure I believe is that the Lakers are leaking this in an effort to gain some leverage back in these conversations and say look we are prepared to go into next season with Russ on this roster so you better make a serious offer or at least take our trade negotiations a little bit more seriously than we have learned to this point. Issue there is, ah, let me get to it. Leverage plays don't work when everybody involved knows it's a leverage play. So when the Lakers say, we'll do it, we'll keep them, don't you call our bluff here, almost everybody is going to call their bluff. They're going to say, yeah, we, we know you can't. We know that like every team that the Lakers are talking to right now and the fact that so many people immediately jump to this is a leverage play. Again, if you know, if you reading this or he- hearing that know that it's a leverage play, guess what, everybody? The team that the Lakers are leaking this in an effort to bump up the offer on, they're also probably going to know it's a leverage play also. And again, Leverage plays only work if 
somebody is concerned what happens if they call their bluff. And right now, everybody involved, I would imagine, would love to see the Lakers bluff called. And we would love to see what it would look like if the Lakers headed into next season with Russell Westbrook on the roster. Everybody knows they can't. It was a disaster last season. And uh, LeBron was out there openly praising uh, GMs and executives for their approach to their jobs as a result of Rob Polinka not doing what it was not, what was taken or what it would have taken to move Russell Westbrook off of the roster and in doing so tanked the season. If you start next season with Russell Westbrook on the roster again, guess what everybody? You're tanking next season. This is not something that can be fixed. Not without Russ having any kind of come to Jesus moment that forces him to rethink the way that he has played the sport basically for the last, I don't know, seven or eight years. Um, and and seeing as he has only been rewarded every step along the way for the way that he plays the sport, he's probably not rethinking anything. So, yeah, go ahead and, and, and hope it's a leverage play, but there's probably a likelier situation here. Back at the trade deadline, it was reported on a few occasions that Rob Polinka was unwilling to just send aside, set aside Russell Westbrook, um, either in a, a lopsided trade, either in a trade that, or, or, you know, he definitely wasn't going to send him home. It was just not an option for the Lakers to do whatever it was necessary to get Westbrook off of the roster, even as everybody who was watching that team could identify that, yeah, this guy was always reliant upon athleticism. His his athleticism has since waned. He never learned how to shoot. He has shit instincts on defense. Doesn't care even when he shows decent instincts. Um, he's just he's just not a he's not a forty seven million dollar player. That's for damn sure. And I'm not positive he's a starting NBA caliber point guard at this at this stage of his career, given his approach to the sport. And as everybody was able to know this. The, thing, the thinking was, well, look, if you're going to save this season, you have to do something drastic, and the Lakers were unwilling to do that, in part because of the optics that, were, that came with, yeah, this was a disaster, this was a mistake, we have to admit our mistake, and we have to move forward as such. Um, and a lot of that comes from you know, the GM, the person who pulled the trigger on that, on that trade, and, and you can say, well, LeBron and AD forced his hand. No, as Rob will tell you, he is the general manager of the Lakers. He is responsible. Well, I guess he's the vice president of basketball operations for the Lakers. Um, he is responsible for basketball decisions. And as such, the Russell Westbrook trade is on his docket. That is on his resume. And I would argue it's the worst trade in at least Lakers history. You can There's, there's some cases to be made that it's the worst trade in NBA history. But... That resides on squarely on Rob Polinka's resume. And as that is the case, and as his seat warms up underneath him, he's probably thinking the only way that I can cool my seat down is if we could find a way to make this work so I don't look like such a moron for trading for this guy in the first place. So for him 
And for and look, I, I I found it really interesting back last season that LeBron was willing to like was willing to to mope the way that he was as he realized, yeah, that was a mistake. We all got to move forward. Um, so I found it really interesting that LeBron was a was was willing to acknowledge a mistake and and fix it. But the reports were that Rob Polinka was not willing to do that. So in the interest of self, right, in self-interest here, I kind of wonder if Rob is asking these coaches to to see, hey, do you have any bright ideas here? And I'd be I'd be curious if some coach actually came with a a plan uh, that that wouldn't set that coach a, a, at a higher level of standing compared to the other candidates that are vying for this position right now. Um, I look might be leverage, it might be any number of things, but another thing it might be is Rob Palinka acting in self interest. Something that, by the way, based on what I've heard about this guy, we probably shouldn't put past him. In other news, Patrick Beverly is part of his media tour. Uh, <laughs> super random. Uh, but Patrick Ma- Beverly went on ESPN, obviously took a blowtorch to Chris Paul and, and took a blowtorch to the, to the Phoenix Suns. But as a part of it, he also said that he would love to, or he wouldn't even hesitate at a chance to play for the Lakers and alongside LeBron. Um, and, and look, I wouldn't hate it. I'm not a big fan of Patrick Beverly's game on most teams, but if you have an elite wing creator and all Pat Bev has to do is hit open threes and play decent defense, then that's the kind of role that makes him a better player than he might actually be. Um, I just don't see it happening. Like, you know, Minnesota credits him for helping kind of reset their culture they took some pretty big strides forward this year, even as it ended, the season ended in disappointment. I would be really surprised if in any circumstance, Patrick Beverly was was in any way available. Um, but, you know, since this is the offseason and it's the time to entertain sometimes impossible hypotheticals and sometimes say some things that might sound outlandish, but the more that you think about it, they're actually true. Patrick Beverly right now is probably a better player than Russell Westbrook. Not just for this Lakers team, but like just in general. He might just be better. And it's on Russell Westbrook to prove me hilariously wrong. I hope he does, whether it's for the Lakers or hopefully somewhere else. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of the Lakers Lowdown Podcast. Make sure you guys are checking out all of the conversations across this feed. The Taco Tuesday guys went on Monday this week. I will be talking to my buddy Kirk about the Mavericks and Warriors series on on my show here in a little bit by the time you guys are listening to this. Um, so until all of that, until I talk to you guys next, I'm Anthony Irwin saying have a good one.